Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want. Where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people. Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over it, and get after it. Hey, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. Today, we are tackling a topic that we have recently talked about a lot ourselves, and it comes up so much with entrepreneurs and small business owners, and that is getting back in the game. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of things around this. It's not just actual the physical, like, but it's more about like even getting the headspace back into the game and we'll break that down more. And yeah, we have been talking about this a lot. And I feel like we've been talking about this a lot with our clients and like on podcasts and different things that we're guests on, especially post COVID, because a lot of people are like, really trying to like get themselves out there. And it's funny, I was just listening to a podcast and this woman was talking about how pre, I mean, in general, she's an introvert. And so during COVID, she really hunkered down and like went within. And I've had this conversation actually with clients too. And then she spoke about like, as everything, the restrictions started to release and stuff, like it's taken her a lot of effort to get back out there and back like in the game is what we're, our podcast title is because she was already such an introvert and then she had like her own fears and like her own patterns and things that developed. And I think that that's really important to realize that situations can throw us, like throw us out of the game, if you would. And it's really just important to get back into the game. And I I can think of countless times where I had a sales a sales situation go awry and I didn't close a real big deal or I got negative feedback or I made a mistake during the process. And then I was like, kind of like that sheepish, like kind of shame around it. And like, of course, in my, my psycho fashion, like questioning myself, I could have done this. I did. Cause I go through that too. Even though I teach around that, I get myself out of it. It's just something that I, it doesn't go away just because I've healed from it. Um, and then I like have that like little bit of skittishness getting back in the game. And Amanda and I were just talking about this because we teach obviously around sales. We just wrote a book around it. And there have been times where we're not being proactive in sales and we feel that like skittish, like getting back into the game. Yeah. And I mean, it's almost like, I don't know if I, this is like the one sports analogy I will ever make. You will never hear me anything that relates to sports because I know less than zero about sports. My flaw, I guess. It's like getting the yips. So when you get the yips, it's like this, you it's it, you can't get over this one thing. You, you just constantly strike it out, striking out, striking out. And it, it focuses on that one thing. And I think a lot of times when you're getting back in the game, particularly after like a burnout or you know, something that's gone wrong in your business and that you just have this, this block. And even if, I mean, as Lynn said, like, even though we teach around it, we'll sometimes get these blocks and it's, and you can see it and you look at your, like, I see this block. I understand what it is. I have every cognizant knowledge to get away from it. And I tell people about it all the time, but it doesn't make it any less real. It just means you're aware of it. I guess it's like ghosts. Like suddenly you can see the ghosts just because 
you can see it doesn't mean it hasn't already been there. Anyway, the point is that those blocks and that getting back in the game, it, it can mean a lot of different things for a lot of people. So sometimes it, it stems from like nervousness or self-consciousness or imposter syndrome or laziness or burnout. And I think a lot of what I've seen recently, I'd say, you know, post-COVID the last three years, particularly, it seems to be burnout is one of the big ones. And it's surprising because when we, when I think of COVID and I try not to, but when I think of it, I think of everybody taking this huge break and we had this major shutdown. My, my business got shut down. A lot of many people's businesses got shut down. And so for me, it was just such a huge break in my work world that I didn't even see at the time how much of a ramp up it was in the stress. And so even though I wasn't working, another side of my body was overworking and that like trying to make sure my employees were taken care of, trying to make sure like people still could live and like rents could be paid. And like, even though your business shuts down, doesn't mean that your lease doesn't come up. So there were a lot of things that came into play there. And so when we're trying to get back into the game, in a burnout standpoint, we don't realize that we've been holding on to all of this like extra tension because one other thing slipped. And so you, you don't really see the correlation, but I I've definitely have seen this surgence of, of, of burnout scenarios where the burnout can come from so many different angles that they don't even realize it's coming until like it, bam, it puts you on your butt and you don't even realize it's coming. Like it just, it's unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. And I know that there's like, we're not going to go down the medical side, but there is definitely a lot of medical, like, even if you go pre-COVID trauma, people that come from trauma, and actually I just saw a post on my favorite news source, Instagram, um, about, <laughs> it is, it is, I joke about this with so my girlfriend. <laughs> Don't want to watch real news people. Like the world is a crazy place right now. Anyway, um, but they were talking about like how, and, and this is something I've actually spoke about with counselors in the past about, because I came from a very traumatic, like childhood abuse filled and young adulthood. And, um, when you are, when you are experiencing that at high levels for so long, like you're constantly living at that high, like survival rate, which is like the cortisol and the adrenals and all of that stuff. And like, people see for me, I saw in my forties where I have adrenal, adrenal fatigue and like all of these things. And really it's in retrospect, it's because of all the, like how I always operate at such a high level. And it took me a while. I mean, I was in my twenties when I started to really dig in and do the healing, but that was 20 plus 25 plus years of like being at that high level. And I didn't get out of that high level just because I started healing from it, right? Because I do operate differently. And COVID just threw people into that even more. So regardless of where it comes from, like it it is it is a real thing. Burnout is a real thing. And that the whole certain stuff. So if we even take away that side of it, I when working with people with sales, even like with myself, and I, we talk about this is that when you stop working on your business and you're not actually proactively doing sales, you get out of the routine, the repetitiveness of, it's kind of like if you stop working out, 
for six months, or for me, it was a little bit longer when I ruptured my damn calf. <laughs> and then you have to go back into the gym. You feel like Bambi just standing up on their legs for the first time. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Even if you were an avid like gym rat and, and even a coach, like I worked really closely with my coach privately and in groups. Like I understand the way it is to get back in the gym. And I still feel like a little, eh, eh, eh. and it's because I've been away for so long. Same with sales, same with your business. But when you're not actively doing sales, sales is easy to like kind of have a resistance to and not being in that because you're not constantly doing it. So it's this whole, not just like the burnout side and like the emotional standpoint and all of that, but it's also like when you're not doing it, it's when you're not doing it for a while, then you, you get that resistance as well, that comfortability or the lack of comfort in the sales kind of dialogue in the sales process. And that's why, um, but it's just like riding a bike. You never forget. It might be a little awkward kind of like me going back to the gym. It was a little awkward at first, but then I got, in, you get into your groove. And the thing is, is when you're getting back into the groove or back into the game, it's really important to start with a baseline of healthy habits and structure, especially like if, since we're talking about sales, like really analyzing your sales process and like making sure that you're down to the bare basics that you need. Don't add all of the fluff in and just do it. When you're going through it, rinse and repeating, rinse and repeating, you will become better and better and better. I want to leave one quick other thing and I'll turn over to Amanda. I just, of course, I'm my favorite news source. I, I've been hearing this like, whatever, I don't know if it's a real or whatever, but essentially it's this man who says, you know, if you spend 18 minutes a day on a skill set by the end of the year, you'll have a hundred hours or something like that in the skill set. And that will make you 90 some percent more of an expert than anybody else in the world, because you are dedicating that 18 minutes a day. So consistency is so key in getting back into the game, because before you know it, you're going to be so much more in it than what you were. Yeah. And I think your, your fitness analogy was a great one because I always think of the person who's like, okay, yeah, Monday, well, I mean, obviously I was in fitness, so it, it really resonates with me, but there's always that person like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to start this journey. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to go on a strict diet. I'm going to cut out all dairy and all alcohol and like my will to live. And then I'm going to work out twice a day. And, you know, then I'm going to make my kids work out with me. And like, they get this like huge idea that getting back into the game means I have to do everything at full force the way I was doing after like a year of intense working out with a trainer and, and they, they, it's really okay to start slowly and just do like one baby healthy steps. habit or one baby step like that 18 minutes or, or whatever that is. So getting back into the game doesn't have to be this full throttle. I'm going to get back into the game and be at the same level of the game as I was when I got out of the game. That's not likely to it's not, it's not that you can't do it. I'm never, I'm never say never. I mean, there are plenty of people who come back and they work out twice a day and they lose the 30 pounds in five weeks, but then what happens? They gain it back. So if you're trying to get back in the game and you go crazy and you're like, I'm going to get back in the game, the game. <laughs> and then five weeks later, you're worse than you were before. And now you're even more burnt out. And now you're even less in the game than you were when you were trying to get back in the game in the first place. So there is a beautiful, 
example there because that's so similar in how and it correlates to your business world because when I think of for instance let's talk about sales I have not been out of the sales game because I own businesses so I haven't been out but I have been out of the hardcore sales because sales isn't my job the way it was when I was in telemarketing for example or like in retail sales where my entire commission check pivoted around my quotas. So in that respect, that was my job. So I was in sales and in sales deep. I never got out of sales because I own a business. However, in the way that my businesses have changed over the past, let's say five years, I have not been as deep into sales as I was. And so now getting back into the game of sales, and we've been talking about revamping some of our sales strategies, just Lynn and myself, it's it's a bit daunting to be like, oh crap, like I was doing so many things back then and I know that I know what I'm supposed to do and I know what I did do and how I saw the results from that. And it doesn't make it any less daunting to revamp that and get back into the game. So just because you have the expertise and just because you had the passion and you have the passion or the fact that I neither Lynn nor myself has stopped doing sales, it doesn't make it any less difficult to get back into the game at the level that you expect to be at. Oh, absolutely. Again, what you expect of yourself, not whatever people expect of you, or you know, you're only competing against yourself in this way. Yeah, no, I I love that. And I do want to like kind of tie up the the fitness one is like, you know, for those that go gung-ho and like balls to the wall and like put in all of that effort, like in the beginning and like get to that point, the reason why it typically doesn't stay successful is because essentially they're in the start stop frame of mind. So they're doing this and it's not necessarily a, a continuation, right? So they're not building a foundation or the fundamentals to maintain. So um, I think that that's really important. I think that that's also like why we, why we, you and I love sales so much, although we've been in it like all of our lives, but there's, there is a simplicity to it when you boil it down to like the structure of it that you can always fall back on. As long as you map out your sales process, like it is a written form of like you can fall back on to. And it's just, when you have that, it's like a landing that you start at versus starting way down here. And it's just, it, it adds a, it can add a stability and a foundation to your business when you have that sales process mapped out properly, the, the core basics, and you're constantly nurturing that and utilizing it um, to be able to like build your business. And, and yeah, I, I think that, um, and just to clarify, like, yes, Amanda and I have been in sales, but one of the things we've actually both spoke about is like, because we have telemarketing backgrounds and like actually outreach of like that, like really hunger sales type of uh, Wall Street wolf or wolf on Wall Street or whatever, kind of like not necessarily like the boiler room kind of scenario. However, like we miss that, like there's a, and there's a bit of fear for me, like there's a bit of uncomfortableness. I'll, I'll say uncomfortableness, not fear because I haven't done it in so long, but I crave it. Like I want to do it. And we, we, we're going to start doing that in a different aspect of our business to just like add to our business, what we're already doing to build our business. Because yeah, I mean, why not? Why not take our business to the next level? We want to. And there's always room for growth and always growth and getting back into the, into the game 
can mean something different for different people. So growth isn't always like, I'm going to hit a million dollars this month. And that's like a million dollars or bust, or like, I'm going to be six figures. I think people throw that like six figure or like two comma club. They throw those numbers around like they're, like they're important. And I guess they are, but that's not the level of success that either Lynn nor myself ever measure ourselves by. And when we're thinking about getting and improving on our business, it's more just what we want to, we, we have the drive and we want to get back in that game, not just because we feel like we need to hit a number because we don't actually have a number in mind. I mean, Lynn, did I, I don't have a number. Do you have a number? I don't have a number. I mean, I have like a sort of number, but not like I have we some were- numbers in mind, but it, I don't know if it was more, it's not necessarily revenue. It's different benchmarkers within yeah. our business. And remember guys, we also have a team of people that we work with that we're responsible to like pay, you know, their salaries and different things like that. So it's important for us to like have some numbers, but also take our business to the next level because otherwise like we're not complacent, mediocre type of people anyway, but also like continue to build this empire. It's for us really important too. So I just want to add that, but. Yes. And I'm, but I'm saying that like, I don't think either Lynn or I are like, we, if we don't hit this quota and get no three comma club this year, then like, screw this. We're done. We're done. So like, that's not what we, what motivates us we're motivated more by the drive to succeed and to like push ourselves out there and to take care of our people. And so no matter what motivates you and what your why is, there are lots of reasons why someone gets back into the game and why someone feels the need to up their game. And it, it, it's completely unique to you. So I don't want you to think that this is all like you will hit your numbers or else because it's not always about numbers depending on what, like how, why you got out of the game and why you're getting back into the game. Those could be very personal reasons. And so we want, I just wanted to point out that there's, it's building your business. Isn't necessarily always going to be about that bottom line number. It could be a lot of things that are you're, you're doing in order to hit whatever it is. Like maybe it's, maybe it's not the, the bottom line revenue you're interested in. Instead, it's more on like the impact or Get, taking care of your people in a different way. And so like the bottom line goes to those things, not necessarily to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when a phrase came up when you were talking about like, um, also like if you're getting back into the game, make sure that you're getting back into the game, the right game, right? So you might be thinking basketball, but you're stepping onto the football field. Like the, I do see that a lot of that too, like making sure that you're actually playing the game that you're trying to be in because a lot of people aren't. And the whole comma club and all of this, it's great. We've created million dollar businesses. Like we understand that we've been there, done that and sold them people. So we have experience with that being said though, it's such a very interesting, like hype that actually most people don't get to. And if they do it short lived because they're not putting in the foundations and the fundamentals. And I think that that is part of like Amanda and I, we have our numbers, we have our personal numbers, we have our business numbers, et cetera. But it's not something that we're hyper-focused on right now because 
we're we're hyper focused on essentially building up more of the foundations, the structure for the longevity of it. Like we're putting in the fundamental parts to be able to build this in. You got to remember, Amanda and I have had our separate businesses for a long time. The pursuit of badassery at this point has only been a little over a year. So we're still in this brand new like building zone. So our numbers are going to look different than if we were more established. So our importance, our efforts in getting back in the game and it's little aspects. It's not the whole, we're in the game, right? But you need to make sure that you're playing the right game. And what are you hyper-focusing in on, on that getting back in the game? And for Amanda and I right now, and one of the, I mean, we are in the sales kind of like movement of like talking about that in our businesses, like, okay, like getting back into the game. And a lot of people struggle to bring it back to the sales aspect. A lot of people struggle getting back into the sales game because that tends to be the scarier part of their business. So making sure that you are having that consistency, like doing it. Amanda said something just in this last one too, about like connecting back to the why of why you do things, because that will help fuel getting back into the game for the right reasons. Um, And just making sure that you're taking that, that action step, because and I, I love the unease, the discomfort of change and like the unknown, like that's why I became a digital nomad. Like that's why I do a lot of things I do. Like I do love that. You can get all psychoanalysis on me and like all of that good stuff. Some of this will be in the book that I'm about to release my personal memoir this year. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do love it. However, I trained myself to understand, to not be afraid of it and to actually lean into it. And it is paid off in dividends on my personal side and in business. And I feel that that's really important is like change does not happen. Growth does not happen in your comfort zone. So you have to be uncomfortable in order to make that movement. And so if you're not uncomfortable, then really, are you actually in the game or are you allowing the game to take advantage of you? Like, come on. Yeah, 100%. Microphone drop. Yeah, mic drop. Change is scary. It's uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's going to make you a better entrepreneur. Absolutely. 100%. It's going to make you better being an entrepreneur because, and I, I mean, not to get all woo woo, but I'm about, I'm a tourist. Like, I want stability. I want, you know, I want to sit in a field and like smell a flower and like lie about. I'm, I'm a tourist. So I, I crave that stability but not in business. In business, I want change. I want I want discomfort. I want movement. And you're never going to get that if you don't. If you're not in the game. Some feathers and you're not in the game. So For real. sorry, sorry, not sorry. Get uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. It will make you a better entrepreneur. Absolutely. So we can't wait to hear about how you're getting back into whatever game that you've been sitting on the bench, sitting on those sidelines and not participating in. So even if that is just being more conscious and proactive about you being in the game and the game that you're playing, we want to hear about it. Please leave us a review, some comments in the notes or not in the notes, but in the review section. And uh, yeah, share this with somebody who you feel needs to hear this today, because at the end of the day, we are in control of our own life. And if we are sitting on the sidelines of life or in our business at all times or parts of them, like it's not the whole sometimes, but 
you know, in parts of the business, and especially as entrepreneurs, then we are having missed opportunity. We are not seizing on the ability that can, you know, whatever that is, push us forward, make us more sustainable, build more of a legacy, make it sellable, whatever that is. If you're sitting on the sidelines and you're allowing your business to kind of do what it may or that part of the business do what it may and you're missing out on opportunity so stop sitting on the sidelines and get your ass in the game all right get after it all right everyone it's not enough to just listen now you've got to put it into action we are so excited to see what you do next if you enjoyed our show please leave us a review on itunes and to find out more about what we're doing visit us at the pursuit of badassery.com